0: This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by Safety Consultant Blueprint.com.
1: In this week's episode, we're going to talk to Travis Costello about his business and being plugged in to his Houston, Texas community as a safety consultant.
2: Hi, everybody. Todd Conklin. I know lots of you get your information while you drive down the road or sit on planes or sit in meetings and look interested. And now you should know that three of my books are available for your listening pleasure on Audible. With the help of Jay Allen and Safety FM, we've produced three of the books. Workplace Fatalities, The Five Principles of Human Performance, and my very first book, Simple Revolutionary Acts, and they're available now where you get audiobooks. My name is Travis Costello. Um I own Costello Safety Consulting here in Houston, Texas. We are based out of the Cyprus area. However, we do perform services and um, assist clients and customers pretty much across the United States. Um, our main focus is here in Texas, however, uh, just because obviously there's plenty to do here, um, and we try to avoid traveling when we can to kind of help reduce costs or pass along the work to other consultants in that area, just to kind of you know save some costs on the, for the client and the customer as well. So. But I mean, that's kind of what we do. We are a full service health and safety company, so if you name it, we pretty much offer it. Everything from, you know, doing every type of training. Um, We offer training at our office location, also with clients at their location. Uh, We do a ton of uh, CPR and first aid training, a lot of community training, which is free training. Um, and then on the service side we do everything from you know going out and doing site audits incident investigations to all the way to even staffing Um, i try not to do a lot of temporary staffing we try to work with the the clients and the customers to do permanent staffing it's just easier um, and i'd rather see you know good safety professionals working instead of just have a temporary job so But uh, yeah, we're full service. Um, So like I said, if you name it, we typically can do it. If we don't have somebody on staff, uh, we will bring somebody else on and kind of make sure that your needs are covered. So that's about the company. Uh,
1: Yeah, Great that you did the the staffing part, because staffing especially or uh, I guess before you've, you've told me that you guys work with interns to try to get them into the field and get them positioned. Do you mm-hmm. do that as well, staffing? Uh, we do.
2: Staffing so, things? yeah, we try to keep, you know, depending on our workload, we work with the colleges, we work uh, with other people, you know, if, especially on, you, you notice on your Facebook page, right? There's always people looking for positions, want to come in. And um, a lot of times, what we'll do is, if we have the the means and the workload, we will bring on interns. And what these interns will do from us is basically learn. We immediately enroll them into uh, training programs that we offer um, at no cost to them. But then, additionally, we help guide them and show them great tools like OSHA Academy, right? The online school that I recommend every safety professional go and and take a look at. Doesn't matter if you've got your CSP or if you're entry level. Why would you pass up? an opportunity to get great safety courses that ultimately can earn you college credit for free. I mean, unless you pay for the certification, which is incredibly cheap, it's the way to go. So what we'll do is we'll work with our interns. We'll assign them all this training. Um, If they complete the OSHA Academy training, we will actually pay for their certifications um, and and allow them to work with us. Make sure it's something that they want to do. And then we will try to find little things for them in the field. Go out, do audits with our our guys to kind of see how they're done. Um, involve them in little things here and there. If it's possible, we try to do paid internships. They are lower pay, obviously. Um, and then sometimes we have to work with the college, and you know they're not allowed to do a paid internship for x you know amount of time for the school work because they're earning college credit and da da da. So it's been an interesting interesting ride with that. It's definitely people start realizing what safety truly is when they've never got to do it before. You know, they just see the safety guys, right? Everyone's always like, you guys never do anything. You sit in your office, you get paid, da-da-da-da. Well, mm-hmm. as you know, real safety you know, professionals are always busy. There's always something to do. You know, yeah, we're always yeah. trying to learn. And um, it, some people find out that it's truly not necessarily for them. And, you know, what a better way to do it than, you know, basically for free. So we try to do that as much yeah. as we can. Um, obviously, throughout the year, the workloads change. And so our need for those people change. And it, it kind of just, like I said, it fluctuates quite a bit throughout the year. Sometimes we'll have one person. Sometimes we'll have up to three. It just kind of determines on workload and the current need.
1: All right. Now, uh, what about your decision to physically have a location to train what what got you into thinking about we need a physical place to train and then when you decided that uh, for for yourselves how did you make it where it was like economical for you to do it
2: Yeah, so that was kind of, you know, off the cuff, as most of us start off in safety consulting, uh, most of us run through this problem, right? You want to offer training classes, but you don't really have a space. So what do you have to do? You have to find somewhere to rent. A lot of times you can go to your hotels, you can go to these, you know, day offices, and the downside to them is one, you have to work with basically technology or equipment that you're not familiar with. Two. You have to pay an upfront cost. So if you go down to the community colleges, you know, you can rent a training room from them and you can always do it. But you have to have liability insurance. Typically, it's a million dollar you know coverage. You have to have certain things in place um, and then you have to pay. And these rooms can get incredibly expensive, which ultimately eats away your profit. And it's even worse if you pay for it and you offer a class and you get to the class and only half the people show up. Next thing you know, it costs you money to do this training class. And so you get discouraged, right? So as when we first started off, that was a deal. Well, we landed a few extra contracts. Um, and at the time, as we, talked before was, you know, owning a building and making this say, an actual business with employees and everything like that was never an initial thought for me. It was always, hey, you know what, if I have enough clients to keep myself happy financially and then, you know, I get to spend time with my family, I'm happy. But unfortunately clients demand goes up and then your name improves and you start building a reputation for yourself and more and more people want to work with you. And then you need help. Um, and that's kinda happened here. So you know, I was looking at training spaces, and then we got a couple contracts. And I thought about it, and went, you know what? I have enough disposable income coming in that maybe it's time to find a little 800, you know, 1,200 square foot building to at least use just for a training space. If it costs me $800 a month, $1,000 a month, you know, or even $1,500 a month, if I can offer, you know, training once a week and get people in there, then that would at least cover the cost.
1: Yeah, you have to do that math, right? <laughs>
0: like, yes, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's, it's right. the math, right?
2: And yeah. unfortunately, I found out really quick, commercial spaces are just a little bit more expensive than residential spaces. <laughs> I didn't realize how expensive commercial buildings were. Yeah. Um, and you know, and their leases are not a standard lease, they're three-year, they're five-year, you have to know. Is it a gross lease or a triple net lease? I didn't know any of that information. I didn't know what triple net meant. I didn't know what gross meant when it came to renting a building. Um, But the current building we're in now, I actually found one day I was driving by and I saw a sign up that said for lease and the building was in pretty rough shape. I mean, it was a gorgeous looking building in a wonderful spot, but its condition was pretty rough. Yeah. It, being a pretty large sized building, it's we have about fifty five hundred square feet, eight offices, two training rooms. Um, mm-hmm. I went there's no way I can afford this place but the one thing that I learned as you know going through work and learning a lot in safety was uh, what's the worst going to happen if I call and ask how much he wants for it and talk to him and that's kind of what I did I called him and uh, the landlord seemed really nice with the phone I told him what I did what I was looking at doing and he said you know what come on in and talk to me and I came in and talked to him and found out that he wanted about four thousand dollars a month for the rent and that was definitely way out of my budget initially um, I put a budget for myself about $3,000 a month and uh, after talking to him, you know, we came to an agreement that I would invest money into the building and make it look nice. And he would lower the rent down to $3,000 a month and make it my affordable rent. Now, obviously, yes, this is not something that's standard. However, all I did was ask. And if worst case scenario, who would have told me you're crazy, I'm not doing that. But he thought about it and he said you know what let's go ahead and do it so we've been here since um we moved in and
0: uh,
2: oh man we moved in in the beginning of the year um in 2017 and so um we've been here we actually are moving out in december to a new location we're getting something a little bit bigger and a little bit just a little bit more of what we need um, oh. Less office space, but more training space, and so we'll be moving out of here and in December.
1: But you know, eh?
2: what was that? Yes, <laughs> we actually have plenty of room you know, for it. that. <laughs> yes, sir. So. Uh, oh, wow. You know, when you're in town, you're more than welcome to use it. Anybody else, it's the one thing that we, when I ended up getting this building, what I told myself was it's too much space for for the business at the time. However, there's plenty of opportunity here to help others grow. And that's kind of what we did is we opened it up to other safety companies and um, other consulting guys that most of them were working out of their house and they would call and say, hey Travis, is the training room available this weekend? And I would look at the calendar and if it was available, I'd say, absolutely, it's yours. Um, What do you need to have done? and uh, feel free to use it, right? Because for me, it was a, let's share this opportunity. And if we can help others grow, then in return, it's not necessarily helping my competition grow. You can hurt yourself if you're not very careful. and watch who you're partnering with and working with. However, you also have a lot of opportunity to make great people like yourself, right? We tried to get that one class going last minute uh, earlier this year. And unfortunately, we just didn't have enough time, but it's open, take it, utilize it, you know, save some money and in return, if we can help you guys grow, worst case scenario, you know, there's always a chance for your business to fail or you make a a fatal mistake. Mm -hmm. If that happens, what's your backup plan? Well, my backup plan is if i help others around me be successful. Worst case scenario, if the business fails, then i at least have people that i can call and say, "Hey, do you have any opportunities that i could utilize and, and build that security up?" Because without it, you know, if the building fails or, or the job fails, what are you going to do? Right? It's very difficult
1: yourself, right? So then you're <laughs>
2: it, Exactly. And so it's a way to secure the your financial stability for you and your family is to help others around you succeed. And ultimately, while we are a full service company, we don't have a lot of opportunities to do full bilingual classes. And so we'll reach out to Johan with uh, NW Safety here in Houston, and I'll send him a lot of work and say, hey, you know what, this is some work that needs to be done in Spanish. Would you like the opportunity to, to do it? And if they say yes, they can take it. And it's theirs to build, and we follow strict parameters, right? It's, hey, this is our client. Don't try to shop with them. If something comes up, you will have the work. But, you know, it's a respect deal, and and he does the same thing for us. If something comes up that he's not able to do, then he calls us, and we help them out. And so it's that sharing of of not just responsibility, but of client work, you know, there's no sense to overload yourself and stress yourself out because then you're not going to be a benefit to your employees. If you have them, your client, you're not going to do the best work possible, which is never good for you in the long term. And so it's important to you know, spread that workload out, even if it means sharing it with other consultants.
1: Yeah, and I do see, like, um, uh, in your area specifically, I know Houston has so many consultants and businesses, and everything that is uh, constantly moving, and you. You have a lot of activity that can be a process safety management type of hazards that will affect the whole community and you'll see it in the news every now and then when you guys have a, a uh-oh moment in the news <laughs> so i figure at that point you probably all are pooling together to, to figure out how you could service the community
2: yeah i mean i wish it was a bit it was more of that going on than there is and and everything but you know People just—they think what the problem is. They—they they get in this world where you get online and and you start trying to build your business and you run into issues like, well, how much do I even charge? How much do you know? How much does this cost? Well, how much is the competition doing it for? How much is this? And you go online and you research and you research, and nobody shares their pricing, right? Um, we've tried everything when we first started off to call in other consulting companies and saying, hey, how much do you charge for uh, you know CPR on first aid class? And the problem is, is they're so secretive of how much they're charging what they'll do is they say well shoot me an email of exactly what you're looking for and then I will you know send you a quote well we learn that the problem with that is you know, you also lose a lot of customers because customers don't like to wait. Um, and so what we've done is we built our fee schedule, you know, working with other companies, working with other people, and then ultimately doing the math ourselves. Going online, figuring out what, how to calculate your hourly rates, you know, what kind of percentages to add in, A ton, a ton of research. But then we have a fee schedule. And if somebody calls us, like you or um, Johan or anybody else that we know here in town, and they say, hey, Travis, how much do you charge for this class? Or how much do you charge for an hourly rate? Uh, We'll 100% share it with you. And the main reason why is... it. Your consulting isn't necessarily built around your pricing. When you start getting to a client load um, that truly needs your help and truly wants to improve and they know that you're a benefit, price no longer matters to them. Um, What matters to them is your ability to communicate, your effectiveness. You know, we can build $200 an hour and people don't bat an eye because we don't spend eight hours to get it done. We put all of our resources needed into that problem and resolve it, and so we could get it done in a short amount of time, and we have consistent results. So, you you know, having the ability to share that and say, hey, you know what, charge it, that's fine. Um, It's not a competition. There's so much work in Houston,
1: you know, it's, it's crazy really busy I mean uh, every time I go there and I'm there maybe twice a year sometimes even once a quarter and uh, uh, doing a, a class and whenever I'm there and I see just all the activity I'm like wow this is for a safety consultant and therefore your mindset is right where it's there's enough business for all of us and mm-hmm. why not share why not make it where it's a better experience for the client that is in This same community. So I I, I think that's great.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the. Clients see that, right, and then they share that. These, the people that you deal with, and it's one of the things that I've learned over the years by reading a lot of books, I and mean, then even going through some of your material, right, is when you set up your deal and you're working out your proposal. You send it to the person in charge. That is your only person that you communicate with when it comes to business stuff. You try to make it to where nobody else is responsible to to uh, to tell you what to do. One person makes the decision, makes it simple. However, that one person has a lot of connections. And if you do a good job and you're highly effective and you are being super responsive to them as best you can, you're going to get more work. You know, 90% of our work comes from referral. Uh, We don't spend any money on advertising. We don't spend, we don't do a ton of social media. I would love to do more, but it takes time. You know, we, uh, most of our work comes from are, when you search safety consulting in Houston, we're one of the top ones that come up and we can get into that a little bit of how we did that. Um, and then referrals, that's it. Yeah. And we don't do anything special. We don't even ask for referrals. They just say, hey, so-and-so gave me your number, said you do a good job. And we go out there and we bust our butt.
1: Yeah, I, I try to do what uh, my informal calculation for each client is I try to get a 4x uh, relationship out of them. So basically mm-hmm. the one-time service, that's the 1x uh, then hopefully they give me back next year or they refer me to somebody and that's how we, we build at least a four-time return on a one-time investment of this client. So I, I try to think of it that way so that I, I don't feel like it's a one and done and I'm constantly trying to service someone, even if our work is formally done. But they'll give me emails. I have a newsletter, and that's my way of keeping after them. So I become top of mind. So when they say, "Oh man, we gotta have Sheldon back for training," or "I need a Mongosha audit." I know just the guy for you <laughs> you know i i want mm-hmm. i don't want there to be too much of a, a time gap between when someone thinks to the safety and health service and when they think about hey yeah. let me call feldon because i know he's going to do a good job and it sounds like you're in the same philosophy there
2: yeah i mean it's it's definitely interesting how it works um you know where our problem is and you know we always have downfalls right and so um, when we tried this (laughs) uh, when we talked before one of the things that I was telling you was you know I'm not a business person per se right it in my life thinking back there was never opportunity or never time that I thought "Ooh, you know what I'm gonna own a business and this just kind of grew with me and it got to the point where I was overloaded so then I hired an office assistant to kind of help do the you know the admin side of things and then um, it got continued to get busy and I needed help and so I hired somebody else to kind of go out in the field and help me and then you have the hiccups, right? So you hire somebody that you think you can trust and, you know, I've hired two office managers. The first one quit on me on one of our most important days. We do a community safety day each year. Um, we, we had OSHA out at our office. We had uh, National Safety Council. We had DO Tech Stock. We had, you name it, everyone was involved. We end up ripping cars apart. We did, the fire department came out fully loaded. Um... I mean we had all kinds of volunteers and vendors out here we gave away probably at least four to five thousand dollars worth of uh toys basically everything from you know gift cards all the way to our one of our grand prizes we actually gave away a um it's an ak-47 style shotgun that was donated by one of our partners um and a bunch of training classes and you know but it was all for charity and so we We set up two charities and it was Chris's Carrying Angels, which is an amazing charity here in Houston that focuses on uh, uh, distracted driving, drinking and driving. So we had a bunch of their cars out here, their victim cars where people were involved in an incident. And then we also did the uh, SciFair volunteer fire department, their charity, which is where fire department uh, members have any financial issues or medical issues. They kind of help fund the bill. And so, that day unfortunately she walked in and decided to quit because she was doing her own business on the side while working for me you know and so you take that hit and you move on and you hire somebody else and and you do your research and you, you build the trust with that person and then unfortunately the the other office manager i had financially was not okay she ended up embezzling money and yeah. so what do you do instead of giving up you, you gotta move on and we end up you know end up uh, advancing one of our other Office admins, and she's done an amazing job. I don't think I've ever had anyone who's been more finicky with, you know, making sure where our money is when it's coming in. Is it late? What bills are being paid? Coming to me and saying, hey, you know what? We need to get this, this, and this. And it's been awesome. It took two hiccups, but we didn't give up. You know, we took big hits, (laughs) you know, very big hits. These kind of hiccups can bankrupt you, you know, especially when you find out, like I said, an office manager steals about 15 grand from your bank account when you don't over time. And it's she was smart about it. And so it's, hey, you know, what can we do here? Well, you keep growing, you keep learning. And then once again, you don't give up. And so it's one of those situations that once again, you know, I don't no business. And so I have to learn. Well, you got to find that time and you got to make a sacrifice, right? You got to learn about business. So you pick up books, you ask other safety consultants. You know, when we, when I first joined the Facebook group, I can't remember how many times you and I communicated and, you know, I gave you some advice and you gave me some advice and that's the whole point of that group. And it's amazing when people are truly there to benefit you and themselves. But when they go on and then they, you know, you get some negativity, some times between safety uh, professionals and it's just it's in my it's petty and so it's not going to benefit you and it's not going to benefit others so why go down that route um you know but that's kind of how it was i mean we got the building and then the building turned into you needed furniture and then you needed wait now it's you have to pay for lawn care i have to pay for cleaning service you have to pay for electricity internet phones you learn about all this and it can be very overwhelming but Mm -hmm. The beauty of it is, is people like you have built these wonderful networks and utilize them. Right, call up people, even if you need to talk. You know, Shel, I know you're there. There's plenty of other guys in that that group that have been successful, and you know, calling and saying, "Hey, can I ask you a you know just a quick suggestion?" Or, you know, I'm dealing with this issue. Have you guys ever dealt with that? Odds are, we're gonna say yes and happy to give you advice.
1: And either yeah. yes, or I'll say, oh no, but I yeah. think I know the guy he'll go to, and uh, exactly. that's actually why I started to do it too. Because um, when I first uh, decided to do more social, um, I my bachelor's degree is in marketing, so I know marketing, but my master's in public administration because I wanted to do that when I was uh, working for someone. But I started asking about ten-hour and thirty-hour training and what people cost. So one of the rules in the group was don't ask. Prices uh, and i was like why we're supposed to be helping each other so i started the group uh maybe uh two three years ago probably i can't remember but yeah for those of you that are in facebook it is facebook.com backslash groups with an s backslash safety consultant you know, S, and that's the group i have three kind of just questions just so i don't have a whole bunch of people that are uh, were robots trying to join the group so it has to you know go through the question process but when you get into the group it's safety consultants or people who have a role of being a safety consultant or someone who just is interested in safety and health so uh in the group we basically have resources on the group in the file folder. Travis like, just uploaded everything almost he had. <laughs> and he, so there's a bunch from him, a bunch from other people where really do share resources and uh, I've, I've got a bunch on there too and we ask questions, they ask prices. That's right. That's why I made it safety consultant so we could help each other out.
2: Yep. And we're actually about to get another big dump here too. So I have a bad habit of, um, you know, our websites, right? Websites are important. And and every, if you have a consulting company or you're trying to start one, there's no reason for you not to have one nowadays, right? And so um, one of my goals has always been able to make a membership section of my website, which we have, but it's kind of offline right now because constantly trying to add to it, right? And make a bunch of things available for download for free and and a a lot of reference materials and stuff like that that we've built or used over the years or have been uh, sharing with us over the years. Well, in the meantime, until we can get that up and running, um, I've been putting a bunch of stuff off to a folder that I wanted to to share. And so you're actually probably going to need another big dump. So definitely keep an eye out on the uh, Facebook group because there's going to be a huge dump of Pretty important stuff on there. And then once again, in the Facebook group, if you have any recommendations, you need anything, um, put it on the group. Somebody's gonna most of the time to share it with you. If we have it, I'll share it with you. I am not as responsive right now as I'd like to be on that group just because there's so many things going on. Um, I'm trying to get better at it. It's just very difficult when you're start running your own Facebook, your own website, your, you know, we do it all in-house. And so, um, it can get overwhelming very quickly.
1: Are you doing that um, through something like Meet Edgar, where you can do one post and then have it go to all your different uh, networks?
2: Yes. So when it comes to social media, we actually use um, Buffer. And if you haven't heard of Buffer, Buffer is a great tool. It's actually not that expensive. Um, it will allow you to post to all social media content. Mm-hmm. What we currently use right now is we use Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But Twitter's kind of fallen off the loop. And the main reason why is it, Twitter, the problem about it is you have to post constantly, multiple times a day. Otherwise, you just get buried. And so, by information. And that's one of the downsides about social media now is, you know, not only do you have to make it relevant and you have to make it to where people are going to click on it, but people have built this habit of they basically want to be able to look and click off within, you know, 10 to 15 seconds. And so, you have to be able to make your content relatable and something that they want to see that will show up in their feeds. Twitter is getting harder and harder to do. We still post things to it, um, but Instagram right now is. Super easy, just because it's you're out on the field, you see something crazy, you take a picture, you post it, make a little caption on it. it takes no time, um, and stuff. And so that's kind of what we use now. And of course, our website, we do have a newsletter, you know. But there's struggles. You've got to have content for that newsletter. You it takes time to build it unless you're paying somebody. Um, when it was just myself doing all this, for some reason it seemed like I had more time, <laughs> you know, and I could keep the website up to date and get the newsletters out. But now. You get so busy, you have to pass it on to somebody else. Well, if they're not familiar with how to properly, you know, format a newsletter, um, there's plenty of templates, but it still takes an understanding of how to, you know, write these things, how to formulate them, how to make them look to to get hits and people to be interested in reading them and so you can fall off the wayside the biggest thing is just don't get discouraged you know when you get some free time step in it and send it out if you miss a month you miss a month and you know just keep going and eventually you'll understand it you'll learn it and you know it'll become easier for you
1: yeah, and what I do, uh, especially if I missed a couple of months, I'll just put it right in my newsletter. Hey, it's been a while. I've been busy. Uh, here's the yeah. latest. And I created a format now here for myself I'm, and I use ConvertKit and ConvertKit does newsletters it does email marketing, it does autoresponders it does everything. I did two videos uh, recently uh, detailing how to use ConvertKit for email marketing so if you go to where is that? I think it's uh, sheldonprimus.com, I would imagine or safetyconsultant.us those are two of my sites uh, and either one of those sites I believe I have it up in the resources section, or it may even be a tab that says convert kit, but I do two detailed videos on how to use email marketing and how to tag people when they sign up on your email list so you know if someone needs environmental emails versus someone that needs uh, OSHA emails and you don't bombard people that way. But if you are going to try to utilize your time best, the best thing to do is to make sure that you batch it. So I try to make a day, a batching day where I'm going to do, you know, a half day worth of email content if I could uh, spread it out, meaning I could do all my work in one day, but I'm not going to release it until Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. So it's the time to release, but I created the content all in one batch day. And that helps save time and it yeah. makes it where I can it's manageable for one yeah person because I am one guy so I'm, I'm trying to do the podcast and the email marketing and the Facebook group and my clients and yeah you know, training and so it, it becomes a little difficult and I'm trying to figure all that out so I figured all right Sheldon sit down you see what's the most important things to do and then utilize my time to back things so that's yeah I, I, I mean, you know,
2: You know what I've found is, so we, um, when I first started, right, I did did the website stuff. And if you go to our website, which is CostelloHSE.com, I will tell you that we get a lot of people say, hey, it's nice, it's clean, you know, we try not to do anything fancy with it. But when we first started off, obviously I needed a website, right? And so when you go out and you start asking people, hey, how much does it cost to build me a website? Then you kind of go, whoa. I ain't paying that. So you try to learn, right? And we started off utilizing WordPress. It was free. It was great. But the problem is, is WordPress, while it does amazing, you pretty much need to understand and learn how to do things like coding if you want to do it right. Then some of the apps you want to use end up costing you money. You know, you want to get a good domain. You want to get all that kind of stuff. And so eventually it can add up. But the problem about WordPress is you have to constantly go in there and make sure everything's up to date, that you're keeping up on all the updates, you're, you're, you're checking your website daily, you're checking your site maps, you're checking everything to make sure that you have it right. Then you gotta install your Google Analytics and all everything else. Well, by the time it was all said and done, we were still spending about 300, $350 a year, which is very, very low, but just to kind of keep a basic website up. Well, we did a lot of research and I actually found, uh, we converted over to Wix, a website platform and I have not been happy or i never been happier with the way the website works one super easy to build you can also go to an advanced mode that allows you to code but it does everything you need you can have a mailbox through them um, we set up for the premium plan so we actually have an online store there's no fees when we sell products you can do all of your marketing through them so like um, they have a new thing called a send when you sign up it covers all your email marketing so basically you can set up campaigns, you can set up every week on Wednesday this one goes out, you can do dynamic content, if you don't know what dynamic content is, is basically you can say things like, hey, and leave it blank, and it will automatically put somebody's name in there, kind of like what your emails do, right? When I get your email, it says, hey Travis, or Well, you didn't sit and personalize every single one of those emails, right? You have dynamic content. And so that's great. And then they have all these pre-built templates and it automatically puts you into Google Analytics so you can see what your website hits are. It does all your SEO for you and teaches you about it. We pay about $390 a year. And that's it. But it has a ton of apps. So you just click on it, drag it, drop it. You can have member sites. You can pay for a member. There's so many options in there. And you can start it off with simply changing a few little items. And you have a website up and running that day. You can sell products. You can sell your services. You can do, you know what, book a a time. And they can click on it. They'll look at your calendar if you're busy or not. And they can book that time. We sell our classes. We do everything through that thing and you know we have the chat system it's nice because it's for somebody it that doesn't understand easy. coding it makes it super easy
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it makes it easy for that person and uh i uh, in my episode 30 wallet card episode Naveen and uh, he mentioned that ah, wallet i know is- card. <laughs> you remember that one <laughs> He he says when he's looking for safety consultants, he actually, one of the first things he's looking for is, do they have a web presence? Do they have social media? Do they have anything? So I had after I talked to him, in my episode 31, I decided to do a WordPress episode just to show people how to basically go through WordPress. And I'm stuck on WordPress because I've been doing it so long. I've got like five active sites that I go through back and forth. Yep. Wix from your description sounds like it might even be better for someone that's entry-level that doesn't understand the the coding like I do, so uh, that's a great tip for them. uh, Yeah, I mean, it's
2: for those who don't know the coding, right? I mean, like I said, WordPress, the beauty of it is it's... You could do anything that you want, but you just have to take the time to learn, or you have to pay for different templates and different software, and da, 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 Which is fine. The beauty about Wix, though, was how simple it was to to learn. And I can add contributors. Yeah. So, like, if I say, Hey, Sheldon, do you want to write a um, a blog post for us? We can add you as a contributor. Um, if you're a member of their website, you can make your own post. It's super easy. But what's really nice about it is all of our analytics are in one place. Um, and so. I have to go to google analytics look at that and then facebook pixel to get it it's all done for you and so it definitely helped it's been a lifesaver for me just because i don't have to spend that hour each day or a couple hours each week sitting on my website to make sure is everything up and running is everything up to date are there any bad links are there it's it just does it for you and so it's a good tool out there for those who maybe you're looking to build a website the reason why I bring that up is we actually work in another company, they're an environmental company. And while they have business, the issue is is they don't have a website. And so a lot of our clients will ask, hey, do you know anybody who can do this? And I'm like, you know what, I actually know the great, a great person for them. And I can't reference them to, hey, go check out XXX. <laughs> you know, it's, hey, yeah, let me give you a phone number, you can call them, but they want to look at a website
1: yeah here's their business card right <laughs> that's about exactly
2: and that's not what they want clients want to see their website and just like you said Na- uh, Naid from uh, wallet card him and Naveen. I have talked yeah Naveen sorry um, him and I have talked for a long time uh, last year and earlier this year where when they were first moving in here into the Houston market he gave me a call and was looking for some partners and everything and you know we communicated for a long time I liked his system mm-hmm. it was a great tool um, You know, and then he moved down to San Antonio, or Austin area, and he was down there for a while, and we just kept missing each other time-wise. But once again, it's another tool set that you can utilize to help you grow, help you maintain a system, um, and anything you can do to automate things will just free up so much of your time
1: yeah excellent well hey let's back up and uh and tell everybody how you got into safety and health and then what was your trigger to say i could do this myself
2: yeah so um back when i was oh man like 17 roughly um we were i was out looking for just some part-time work and end up coming across a uh hazmat technician job right very very basic job um Entry level, you go in and, you know, you go into hazardous waste situations, but it wasn't anything crazy when I first got there. Um, I ended up interviewing for it. I thought it would be a good opportunity because at the time I was debating on, you know, doing the firefighter stuff and kind of deciding what I kind of wanted to do for a living. And, you know, being very ambitious, I had a lot of ideas of what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really know safety was even an option at that point. But I started off, I ended up getting the job as a, you know, basic hazmat technician. And so, I ended up kinda liking the job, right? You gotta travel a little bit, being on call was kinda fun when you're younger. You know, Mm -hmm. back then you gotta carry a pager, so you felt like you were important even though it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, little things that when you're younger you think, ah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm doing good, right? It's funny that you don't look at how much you're making financially, but that you carry around a pager and you have a second work phone and stuff like that, makes you feel like you're, you know, important. Well, You know, so I enjoyed the job a lot. Well, then an opportunity arise where they were uh, doing a lot of work for the government. And the government came out and said, hey, you know what? Um, for this project over here, you guys need to have a full-time safety person. And the company at the time said, well, uh, we need to find somebody. Anyone would volunteer. Nobody volunteered. So I said, well, you know what, I'll do it. What do I have to do? Right? What does a safety person even do? And it was like, well, you're going to help, you know, make sure hole monitor. You're going to end up doing confined space stuff. You're going to make sure all of our equipment's inspected. You're going to help us with training. And I went, you know, what? I like that. I'll do it. And so that kind of led to that position. Um, and then other opportunities arose, right? So other jobs were coming up, and we ended up having to do some training for the um, WMD training with biohazard chemical weapons. End up taking that training and kind of just got every opportunity that was handed to me i took well i kind of fell in love with the whole aspect of the safety side of things you know it was a little bit of everything i got to be you know a i taught cpr and first aid so i was you know teaching that side. so i love teaching i love going over the the uh material and then i got to go well you know what this is kind of nice i get to learn chemistry because i got to understand what they're going into i get to learn you know documentation writing you got to learn everything and so i thought well it's kind of a jack of all trades here Um, that kind of what led me into it and so but from there other opportunities arose Um, I took them Uh, I was given an opportunity to go work at Hanford uh, in Washington State it's actually where I grew up at Um, so we went back there for a little while and then was transferred from there to Los Alamos National Laboratories to do um, work at the laboratories and so I spent a few years there Um, during downtime you know I had a lot of Friends that were working in construction and stuff like that and needed some help. And so I'd throw throw them some documents here and there. So, yeah, this is what I'd advise as I was learning. Um, While in Los Alamos, uh, my boss and one of my mentors, I had two really good ones um, that I would suggest everybody go out and get. You know, they're out there. So, yes, it's vital. Um, One of my mentors, was Robert Brownstein, and he still works for a company called Terran Air PMC now, incredibly intelligent, humble guy, um, definitely not somebody that you would, uh, you know, you'd look at them and go, well, they're definitely successful, they're definitely nice, but I need to leave, them, you know, kind of back off, leave Malone. alone, I don't want to intrude, one of the most friendly guys, tons of information, you know, he, CSP, CIH, you name it, he understood it, very technical, but... The first thing he told me was, you need to. If you want to succeed, you need to do a couple things. One, you need to become recognized in your field. So what I want you to do is, one day each week, I need you to study, and eventually you're going to go and sit for your uh, board certification through the BCSP. And I went, okay. And he pushed me there. Then he taught me a lot about industrial hygiene, and you know, taught me the math behind it, and showed me some great tools, and it was awesome. And eventually that contract was up. <laughs> you know, and we still keep in contact with them today. So, but from there, yeah, I came, moved back here to Texas um, in November of 2012, I think, or December 2011 is when I moved here because I started the business in 2012. Um, and so, but it happened was I came here and was not in a huge need for income. Um, was kind of looking around and kind of decided what do I want to do? Do I want to go into full-time safety? You know, I had opportunities to go overseas. Um, we had a lot of opportunities there, and so it's was kind of floating around what I wanted to do um, when I had a couple friends that were uh, in the safety world say, hey, why don't you try to start your own thing? And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> not for me. Well, uh, no. They eventually convinced me, they said, give it a shot. They said, what do you got to lose? You know, people like you, I get requested to do speaking engagements all the time. And so I was like, yeah, all right, it's worth a shot. Nothing else is extra income and started it up in May of 2012. Um, you know, in that meantime, got a couple jobs here and there, little things. Hey, can you do a safety meeting? Can you do a safety program? Nothing that was definitely paying the bills at first.
1: Yeah. But you did, um, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I did a little bit of here and there, but then um, uh, then I met my wife, uh, we started dating, and um, and you know, I was kind of going, okay, maybe I need to have a little bit more income coming in now, and then we found out we were gonna have um, uh, my son Gavin. So then I said, all right, uh, family's gotta come first. So I put the business on hold, on the back burner for a little bit, and went out and got a job. And, and I ended up working with, um, a company called True Light. they do Glass. They needed some help, started off with them. Well, a friend of mine called me um, out of the blue and said, hey, you know what, we have a really big need right now for um, our job with Chevron. We need basically what they call a a contractor health and management system manager. And and I said, okay, well, when would I start? And they said, basically today. (laughs) And I was like, what? So. yeah so i'm like well what about my two weeks notice and they said well here's the deal you're you're not we can't have you give a two weeks notice but this is what we're going to pay you to make up for it great opportunity i jumped on it um from there we had to develop and build a contractor management safety system um for chevron and cbre and so we kind of put that together it took about six months got it up and live uh Went through all of the subcontractors that work on Exxon's uh, real estate side, the building side. So it was about mm-hmm. 680 something contractors. Uh, went across the United States traveling for them, learning a ton about different companies, right? I, I was the one responsible for reading all of their safety plans, verifying that this is what they do, checking all their backgrounds, their TRIRs, their EMRs. You, you know.
1: were yeah, I was before Veta,
2: Basically, yeah, I was <laughs> Veta, I was um, uh, Network, right? We graded each yeah. contract.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep, and so uh, after about six months, um, Project Scope changed a little bit and they end up laying a bunch of people off and unfortunately I was one of those people because the system was self-efficient, it ran itself. Basically I worked myself out of the job. Um, at that point I decided, you know what, I'm going to dump in, jump into this business 100% of the time. I don't want to be relying on somebody else for a paycheck. Um, I've got a family to take care of, and you know, while I'm unemployed, what a better time. And that's what I did, I jumped in and, and I learned. I spent the first couple of months doing research, building a website, learning things like cold emailing, trying it, hating it, cold calling, one of the worst feelings ever, right? Trying to figure out how to get to the right person because that's what receptionists and admins are there for, to stop people from getting to the people that m- make those decisions and wasting right. their time. Yep. I mean, and so you learn all that and it was a lot of yeah. discouragement in the beginning. Like, what am I doing? I'm not a business guy. Um, I don't understand this and then taxes and it just was so overwhelming, but you got to keep with it, right? It's if you want to do this, it's you can do it on the side. But if you want to make it and truly have a business, you're going to have to decide when you're going to jump in and when you're not. The most successful people out there are risk-takers, and they didn't become successful by dipping a toe in the pool, right? They might have checked the water at first, sat on the edge, but eventually they had to jump in.
1: And... Once in a while, you gotta, like for me, I started the business in 2008 and I was doing that while I was still working at my job with the state of Florida. But then after I decided, all right, I am going to do this full time. I gave a three weeks notice, trained my replacement and just did it. (laughs) I just, uh, man, I I can't do part-time because I'm losing money doing part-time. So it's time to just go ahead and man up and get get out of there. And uh, and that's what I did, it was easy. By far, but I was so glad I did it. And here's 2019, and I, I don't want to look back. I just it was you know it was a great decision, and that's actually what I all the ups and downs was what the course came out to be was because I I had to think about what I did wrong, what I did right, uh, how am I going to do this, and how can I make sure that the next person that wants to be a safety consultant can survive. When times are down and when times are up, how to save and all that stuff. So that's that is the genesis of the course. Exactly. What you're yeah,
2: and and you know the material in your course is awesome, and I definitely recommend anyone going through there, reading that, uh, taking it when they can, um, and asking questions. Right? There's a couple resources that I end up using. Um, One, I did definitely utilize some of the stuff that when I found your group, I was going through and going, you know what, I can do this. Proposal building is one of the hardest things to do. I end up reading a lot of books. So uh, um, there's a couple books out there called, like one of them is The Million Dollar Consulting Proposals. Great book. Mm -hmm. Um, It talks about how to write proposals. And you know, our proposals are very, very simple our proposals are also our contract and our service agreement and on average they only if I don't add a bunch of details about the job of what we're doing they might only be three pages long and we have a very good success rate with that because a lot of these people aren't you know we don't need to add a ton of legal mumbo-jumbo to this stuff it's pretty simple um, and I'm happy to share an example of that I'll, I'll post it on the Facebook page as well mm. so you guys can see we actually utilize a, a service called Panda box um, while it's about forty nine dollars a a month. I definitely would not recommend it if, unless you have stable income coming in because it can be expensive. Um, however, it, it has been probably the best tool ever for building my proposals. One everything is done electronically, it's got drag and drop options. I can we can get a client call us and my office manager can put together a proposal in a couple minutes and send it out without me even here. Um, and so, and if they're all custom tailored and it's beautiful, beautiful app. Yeah, um, I
1: haven't heard of the for you, the, the PandaDoc. But, um,
2: yeah, I PandaDocs do, is great. We uh, use PandaDocs, we use Rocket Lawyer for all of our NDAs, all of our non-competes. Um, these are, you know, Rocket Lawyer is a great app if you have a business because it's basically all the forms are pre-written. Um, Um, and what they do is they ask you questions like who is the, you know, who's the client, who the customer is, you type in their information and it types up, it fills in the boxes for you and they, you name it, they can do it. Commercial leases, all that are free after you join. And so, and then you can do like a living will. So you can do a lot of personal stuff. You can do a lot of business stuff. It's a great tool. But once again, these tools aren't necessarily free. Um, One of the free tools that I utilized to help grow my business and to find mentors was huge. And it's called SCORE. And it's through the Small Business Administration. They have a SCORE program in pretty much any major town. Go to it. And, you know, I went, I took my proposal, I took my financials. I sat in a room with four retired CEOs, and they looked at all my documents, they looked at all my pricing, they tore apart everything and gave me their ideas, their suggestions, What basically a grade, this is what we think you're doing, this is probably the areas you need to work on, you know, they offer free marketing courses, they offer, I mean, there's so many free tools, you just gotta sign up, and you gotta go, you know, and to be successful, there's plenty of programs out there.
1: And that's uh, SCORE, is, uh, that I'm sure that's that.
2: Yeah, so it's SCORE through the Small Business Association, S-C-O-R-E. Um, and then you can just so go into Google and type in S-C-O-R-E space S-B-A, um, and you'll find right. a SCORE association. So like in Houston, uh, it's, it's houston.score.org, and you can take workshops, they're free. Some of them they do charge. They, you can find a mentor through there. And say you're like, you know what? I need a mentor for marketing. I need a mentor for business finances. I need a mentor for um, operations. You can find multiple people through there. And they'll actually, they'll ask you some questions and they'll pair you up with the perfect person that they have on on staff. Those people come in and they donate their time. So that's one thing to remember is, you know, these very, they're all mostly retired. They're very successful people. and they'll come in and they'll give you their time for free. They'll make themselves available to you at no cost over the phone, emails, ask them questions. It's a good opportunity. Um, you know, score is is there. So utilize
1: it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you are looking for proposals, I do have a whole step-by-step guide on my episode seven on proposals. And uh, that is even if you wanted to use a sample, you can go to... Uh, sheldonprimus.com backslash proposals and you could. Download my proposal, the one that uh, Travis just referenced, and that's one of my proposals. I have a, I have depending on the client, I do have the legalese version, and then I do have the the stripped down version. But the one that's on the website is a detailed uh, proposal. So you go ahead and uh, download that one for free, so you, you get an idea. I kept the skeleton together, so the only thing you need to do is, you know, take out my personal information and put in your information. So so it works. You know, I've seen some people. <laughs> (laughs) don't do that, so make sure you do that. Yeah, I mean
2: proposals are a big deal, I mean it's, remember, I mean that's what the the people making a financial decision, that's what they're reading to choose if they're going to move forward with you or not. So, you know, I actually took a lot of information from your proposal and made sure that I covered it in ours, right, because they they need to kind of make it your own, that's the deal, is you have to make everything your own. And so that's, yeah, that's, that's a big deal. We use that. We use the chamber of commerce for the area a lot for free references and, and stuff like that. And, you know, that's kind of how it went. I just slowly got into that and then eventually became a full-time gig. And then, um, then that's when we did that for almost a year and then decided to move forward with the building and and grow. And I mean, that's kind of where we are today. So, um, you know my only word of advice to everybody is you know once you jump in you're not by yourself there's plenty of people out there that are willing to help understand that those people can be busy though so you know it, they're there to help but it, they're not necessarily your beck and call i have a lot of people that will call at me and ask me questions and sometimes i just can't pick up the phone and you know and then i've had people get mad at me before and say well you know i thought you said you were here to help well, yes but you know we have clients that pay us and And those clients come first. And so, you know, in my free time, I will call you back and we'll move forward. And so just don't get discouraged if you know you end up losing a mentor or losing uh, help there's other people out there utilize the resources around you you know ask questions and and you'll be fine
1: now how do uh, people find you like if um someone went to get you i know you gave uh your uh, your costello com. what about um like other ways to to get a hold of you
2: Yeah, so I mean, the best thing to do is if you just type in, so you got to be careful, right? So if you type in Costello Safety uh, Consulting into uh, Google, we will come up as the first result, typically. However, there's actually another company we found out later on called Costello Safety Consulting. We are LLC. They are Inc. They're based out of California. Um, We ran into some issues with that when it came to our website stuff because the way that search engines work and everything else is our data would get associated with them and so as we were doing all these tools and adding all this seo they were also getting a bump and so we'd have a lot of times where people would be calling them or calling us for the other person right so you got to be careful with that um but but it's (laughs) so oh Ways to reach us basically is if you can type in safety consulting or Costello Safety Consulting to Google, we'll pop up, right? We'll have all our information there. Um, we have a Facebook uh, page. It, it's basically Costello Safety Consulting. So Facebook backslash Costello Safety Consulting, I believe, is on there. We put a bunch of information on there from time to time. If you have Instagram, just type in either safety and you'll find us or type in Costello safety and you'll find us there um underneath our instagram i think it's costello hse same with twitter it's costello hse um very basic like i said it's that or ultimately you can just simply send us an email um and that email address is info info at costello hse.com we get that we respond um I have a team here that if I can't reply to you directly, they will at least get back to you. So if you guys have any questions, you can go through there. Um, but yeah, we try to make ourselves available as much as we can. Um, we are out and about. I do a lot of speaking engagements. Um, it's one of the things that the reason why I've become successful is I, we are known for our training, right? So we don't do just basic PowerPoint training, a lot of our training classes are highly interactive, Um, we use a lot of games and a lot of psychology in our classes, and so when we go and speak, a lot of times we're talking about conducting engaging training, effective training, you know how to not necessarily work a crowd or work a room, but it's how to utilize different free tools that are out there, like you know Poll Everywhere or Kahoot, um, and, and stuff like that, to build into your presentations to make them fun and interactive and not boring. And so, a lot of times you can see us out at either the engagements or if you have any kind of safety meetings or like that in town. Um, if you're in Houston, you'll probably see us there. Um, outside of there, you know, obviously to travel to go to these engagements can be a little tedious. So but ultimately, that's the best way to get a hold of us is just go onto the Facebook page or our website um, or just shoot me an email directly.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for, for uh, doing a, a, a remix, as I call it, uh, interview with me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to let you uh, take off now, but uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, not a problem. And once again, like I said, definitely everyone go make sure you're on that Facebook page for Sheldon's group because it is, I, I literally read this stuff every day. And, um, you know, my word on that is keep an eye out. If you have tools, share them with people, right? Keep an eye out, because like I said, we'll be making a dump on it this afternoon um, of some files. And, you know, between now and, and Monday, um, you know, there'll be quite a bit on there. And then after this this one's released, if you have any suggestions for stuff, I might have it. So please let me know. Um, and I'll keep everyone posted on that. I will get better at posting more on there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, reach out. We're happy to help in any way we can. All
1: right, brother. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day.
2: Yes, you too. Have a great weekend.
0: Do you feel that your knowledge would be better served if you were your own boss? Your knowledge can help more people improve their workplace safety. Most of what you know may be wasting in a job that limits what you can do for the overall health and safety of workers. Now is the time to start your own business while you're still working for your current employer. Start your own safety consultant business with the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. Get your business legal in just a week. Brand yourself as an authority in safety, even on a shoestring budget. No more stressing about how to price your services fairly, but still make a profit. And experience the amazing feeling of being your own boss. This 100% online video course is instructor-led and will give you detailed steps to keep you focused as to what to do next to grow your business. Lay out strategies to keep you maximizing your marketing and networking efforts. And explain how to get money in between clients. Register today at safetyconsultantblueprint.com and enter the code PODCAST.
1: Welcome back to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to me, sharing, sharing, subscribing. It's been awesome. I really have had a great time. If you haven't shared this podcast with anyone, please, I suggest you share it right now. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, what's you waiting for? Go subscribe. It's only a button. Push the button. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet to do a little review, then I would just suggest that you go ahead out right now on whatever you're listening to. If you're not driving, if you're driving, forget about this, do it later. But if you're not driving, go ahead and just leave me a review. Whatever it is, I will be happy. Uh, Rate to show. And that's it. That's enough homework for you, right? So the tip of the week, be part of your community, especially if you have a physical location that people can come to to train. So if you do have a training facility, it doesn't hurt to have certain events or certain things that can be held at your training facility because, yes, it is going to give you some exposure at your local community, but... It'll also help you give back and be a part of that community so that you can uh, give to them the safety and health that they would need because these are your neighbors. So if they are injured, that's someone in your neighborhood, in your region, on your block that could have been protected from injury if you reached out to them. So that is your neighbor. You become your brother's keepers. You're, You're loving your neighbor as yourself as it says in in the Christian Bible Uh, that's uh, a philosophy that goes throughout all of religions but uh, when you're thinking of community fellowship neighborhood and you're gonna start a business inside of that neighborhood then it's great to give back whatever way you can uh, without expecting anything back either that's even harder to do right You know in the bottom of your mind that, yes, there will be a reciprocation, but it's not forced. And it's networking, too, right? That's what we call it, right? Networking. And the other side, let's say that you're like me and you don't have a set location for training and for office space and everything else, then that's fine. I do plenty of freebies at other places and just give back that way. So if it makes you feel good. And then also, it is still going to be a promotion for you. And even if you... Uh talk to your local OSHA office, and you tell them that you will provide some free uh, courses for the community. You give them the event, and then therefore they could start promoting that free event, because they can't promote anything paid, but they could promote free, and free from OSHA's promotion to you is, yes, it's definitely something that is strategic. I don't want to pretend it's not, But you are still giving back. And that is the key. That's where your heart should be. So that is the tip of the week. And I will see you next Monday. Have a great rest of your week.
0: This podcast is being sponsored by Safety Consultant Blueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.